Hey, the gang. It has been a wild week over here. I had to just come back in and re-record the intro to this episode because so much has gone down. So if you are in the Efficient Advisor community over on Facebook, you might have seen my post about having been um, in the hospital this week and how it was pretty much the worst timing ever, given that it was also the launch of the group coaching program. God has just an absolutely amazing sense of humor. But long story short, my team and I are making progress. We are getting through all of the emails and following up. So if you have emailed us with any questions about the group coaching program and you haven't heard back, I promise, please be patient. So long story short, not to be dramatic or anything, but I almost died this week. (laughs) It was crazy. Just your local, you know, your favorite Enneagram 7 over here, just trying to keep it interesting. Um... But long story short, because so many people were asking and (laughs) DMing me and such, um, I had some calf pain a few weeks ago, and I just assumed it was from running and working out and the fact that I'm 41 and getting a little bit older. Um, So I had just pain in my calf, and I was foam rolling and doing yoga and just taking it a little bit easier and all the things that I thought I should be doing and really didn't think much of it. And I had a pre-scheduled, just really small procedure. Anyways, long story short, procedure was fine. A few days later, I started having the immense calf pain again and ended up in the hospital, in the ER, because it was a blood clot. So it turns out I all that calf pain all along was actually blood clots. And I would never have known it had I not had the surgery. Well, I mean, I would have eventually eventually figured it out when it was too late. So the clots had moved all up through my legs, were in my lungs, were in my heart, and still are. And it was just, it was an, a very intense 36 hours of, hey, your, you know, your calf muscle hurts to, we might have to do open heart surgery to just, I mean, it was, a, it was just wild. Anyway. I'm good. It's super exciting. I'm taking it a little bit easy. I am home and recovering. But anywho, all while this is happening, the podcasts were coming out, the emails were set, and they were going out first to the wait list for the group program and then to the main group. And when I finally came off the painkillers and started checking in with my team, they started to inform me that the group coaching program is almost sold out. So my, it was funny because my first thought was, wow, that would have really sucked if I had died and we would have had to like figure out how to refund everybody. Um, and then my second thought was, yay, okay, great. This is exciting. I didn't die, so this will be fun. We start August 24th and we do have a few spots left in the RIA group and a few spots left in the broker-dealer group. So as you know, we have been going through the different systems to scale here over the last three weeks, and this is week four. And the title of week four is Systematize. And this is one of my favorite levels because this is where it all starts to come up, you know, together. We start to build upon the weeks before and we start to create the, the time-saving techniques, the templates, the SOPs, the checklists, all of the things that will now workflows, automations, things that will make your life easier. All right, so let's dive in to this week's episode of Systems to Scale, Systematize. (music) 
some weeks your business might feel like it's moving at the speed of light. Because of that, it can be so hard for you to keep up, especially if you don't have the right systems in place. And you might find that without solid processes in place or getting all of your to-dos done actually during your workday can often just seem impossible. So for example, you might have had the task on your to-do list, create recommendations template, and it might have been there for, it's maybe it's lived there for three weeks, three months, maybe more. If that sounds familiar, you're okay. You are not alone, and I've got just the thing to help. Right now, when you enroll in the Systems to Scale group coaching program and mastermind, you can start building and implementing the exact same systems that I used in my business and I have helped hundreds of advisors use in theirs. This way you can set up a superstructure of organization to create the workflows for you and your team, the ones that you need. You can move your business forward during the work hours that you want and not necessarily feeling like you're tethered to your phone or playing catch up on nights and weekends. And you can take the guesswork around what systems you need and what ones to have and where to find the time to build them. And you can just take the guesswork out about that and get it done already using the templates, checklists, samples, and worksheets from the Efficient Advisor. So think of how it would feel to have just all of that in place sooner rather than later. It would also mean that tasks like building an onboarding process, teaching my team how to do it. Those could be finally marked done on your to-do list. So if you are ready to get organized, eliminate overwhelm, and finally get all of those processes built out to support the client experience that you've always dreamed of, you can start with us on August 24th with the Systems to Scale Small Group Coaching and Mastermind. Won't it feel amazing for you to run your business instead of it running you? That is always my hope for you and your business. And that's what this podcast series is all about, is the six different layers that exist within your financial planning practice, what I call the systems to scale framework. And this week, we are going to be diving into systematized. And if you're new to the Efficient Advisor podcast, welcome. I'm Libby Grywe. I started, built, scaled, and sold a financial planning practice by the time I was 37, and now I have a podcast that you guys are listening to that is really just obsessed with helping you take that one right next step to build a business and a life that you love. So let's dive into this layer four and talk about systematizing. So systematize is, you know, obviously when I developed the systems to scale framework here over the last couple of decades, each layer is in the order that it's in, even though they're all kind of interconnected. We still have to have some foundational pieces in place. And so if you remember week one, we talked about define and that was divine, really defining who you are, your DNA as a practice, your ideal client avatar, um, your establishing kind of your brand pillars, your why story, all of that then to help you create, which was level two, your planning process, your, which then, you know, then, you know, once you have your planning process that informs your documented processes and SOPs related to that, then that also we have to know who we're serving and how, what kind of client experience we're trying to build for them. And that then informs all of the experience process documents and SOPs. And then we talk about our ongoing client service model. So that's level two, create. Then we talk about level three, attract, and this is now, okay, great. How do we then package? How do we productize our service? How do we price it? And how do we explain what we are selling, these intangible, this intangible idea of financial planning? How do we package it 
and sell it in a way that makes people want to buy it. And I know sometimes in the financial planning world, sales can be considered a dirty word. I just, I do not subscribe to that. That is ultimately what we are doing. Now that doesn't detract from the idea that you are here to serve your clients and you're going to do an exceptional job for them. But at the end of the day, if someone's writing you a check for something, you you had to sell it to them and they had to buy it, okay? So we want to make sure that we have our intangible product really built out like something that you can put your fingers on. Okay, and we need all of that in place then so that we know what we're systematizing. So in level four, what I want you to, to think about, and of course, if you recall, you can download the Systems to Scale framework on the website. I'll have it linked in the show notes for you guys along with the link to the group coaching program. It's in there as well. But systematizing is really about building out things that save you time energy and make things flow smoothly. So you hear me say on the podcast constantly, automate, delegate, delete, and streamline. That's what we're talking about here in the systematized layer. So the first thing that we want to do is we want to build out time management, meaning we want to get our arms around our schedule. And there is an entire episode on this, episode number 12, called Design Your Perfect Week. This is an entire podcast all about how to build out your model week or ideal week or whatever you want to call it. But when I started hosting live workshops, gosh, in 2016, one of the things like I remember when my team and I, we were sitting down to really build out like, okay, well, what are the things if we can only had, if we only had people for two days, what would be the most impactful things that we could give them, show them, teach them? And then it kind of got us into ranking things, right? And then I was like, well, what if we only had a day with people? What if we only had a half day? What if we only had an hour? And one of the things that for me, someone who has ADD and is easily distracted, loves, I mean, this girl loves to procrastinate. And one of the toughest things for me about being an entrepreneur, right, all of these things that were my superpower were also the things that made me incredibly inefficient. So when I was on my mission to go from working 80 hours a week, building my business, working around the clock like a crazy person, to whittling that down to just a a three-day-a-week work schedule so that I could really kind of give my kids a quasi at home mom experience and still build a big business that was really profitable and that I was proud of and that I loved and all the things. If I had to narrow it down to one thing, it would be when I found my model week and I got my arms around how to manage my time in a way that worked for the way that my brain worked for my own personal energy levels and to really get serious about the tasks that I was doing and getting it scheduled and building in systems then that kind of forced me to follow this schedule. And I say this all the time that when I started my business, I had this, you know, I was 22 and I remember just thinking like, oh, I love being an entrepreneur. I can sleep till noon and I can work till 3 a.m. and all the freedom and blah, blah, blah. And you know, there's that, there's that, that rule, right? The more time you give a project, 
is the amount of time that it takes. And it wasn't until I really got my schedule under control, right? So it took me finding out I was pregnant and going to have a baby and going, Ooh, Hey, Oh, I got to get this. I got to get this figured out here. Um, it was in that moment that I realized that the structure is actually what gave me the freedom. So by having a really structured work week for myself, for my team, that is what gave me the freedom to only work three days a week. So on those four days that I wasn't in the office, I could be on the ground playing doggy with my kids and I could be out on the weekends, you know, doing all the things. And while my kids were school age, then it gave me the ability to take Fridays and that be the day that I go to Target and Costco and do all the errands so that I could be fully, fully present with my kids when they were home from school. So it was that structure that ultimately really gave me that freedom. And in the group coaching program, we do spend some time analyzing your model week and just kind of bringing some awareness to how you're spending your time. And then what we're going to want to do is take, and you can do this exercise on your own, go to that episode 12. It's got a template that you can download. It's got examples. I think I have, yeah, on the webpage for it, I have my exact model week that was the last model week that I had when I was working. So you can kind of see different roles. I think I have a director of operations role in there as an example. So there's a bunch of different examples of different model weeks and everybody's is going to look a little different because it needs to be personalized to you. And I can't say this enough, but it took me multiple, multiple, multiple iterations to figure out what really worked for me. So when you go back to the episode, you'll hear me say it there too, but I can't, I cannot repeat enough that just because you try it once, <laughs> that's not enough. Uh, I mean, I have advisors that say, I tried a model week and it just didn't work for me or, oh, you know, I tried it and I just, I couldn't get it all done in the times that I gave myself. And what that means is that if there's nothing wrong with the model week and there's nothing wrong with you, you just don't have the right model week for you. And it takes time and it takes intentionality to build out one that works perfectly for you and your team. Okay, so I'll get off my soapbox for a hot minute about model weeks, but building time management systems is an incredibly important part of Systematize because I think in this industry, I mean, in really any business, we all, as owners, as CEOs, as employers, when we feel maxed out at capacity, our first instinct is to hire someone. And I'm not saying that that's the wrong answer. Uh, you know, I want you, we, we want to hire before the wheels fall off. We want to hire when the wheels are shaking, right? So that we don't get to that place where we just hire and it's like a, a hot mess, total disaster. But at the same time, we need to make sure that before you spend any of your hard-earned money, right, which cuts into profits. And we all know an A player will pay, pay for themselves and blah, blah, blah. But you know what I'm saying? When you are, when you're the boss applesauce, every time you hire somebody, you are conscientious of how much that's costing you. So before you hire, make sure that you are scaling yourself. If you are maximizing every minute that you have doing tasks that only you can do, and you are in your zone of genius, you are in your sweet spot, you are in your high value activities, I don't care what you call it. Once you can say that I personally am fully scaled, then you can hire. And if you are not organized, <laughs> you are not scaling yourself. When you hire, you will still not be organized and you will, know, you will not only be not scaling yourself, 
You will also now have someone that you are paying that you are also not correctly leading and helping to scale their time and activities as well. Okay, so then systematize. The other thing we want to talk about in this systematize stage is really creating all the standard operating procedures. This is the playbooks. This is the templates. This is the checklists. This is going through all of the processes that we've talked about up to this point and actually putting pen to paper. I don't know, that sounds kind of old fashioned. Would it be like putting chat GPT to work? I don't know, whatever it is, but actually creating each template for your process. So this is where we get really granular. So let's say we look at something like, let's say your onboarding process and we talk in the onboarding process and there's a whole episode on onboarding, but we talk in the onboarding process about like, okay, this happens and this happens and this happens. So let's say you need to send part of your onboarding is, okay, we have to send clients our ADVs. Well, we have a template email that we want to send with the ADVs, right? Because anytime, as you know how I feel about these things, but anytime we send an email to a client with an attachment, we want to explain what it is, why we're sending it to them, and what it is that we want them to do with this information. So we want to actually sit down and write the template, write the email so that it's templated and somebody else can now send it on your behalf. And we're going to make sure that the language that's written in there matches what we built out in define when we talked about your brand, right? So I had an advisor that I was working with and he's really cute. And he's like, oh, I have like this template for my broker dealer that I have to send with my ADV. And we talked about like, well, can we get, put this through compliance and add a little personality to it? And he's like, I have to send, I mean, and it was like a gazillion attachments and they were all like 4 million pages long and nobody's ever going to read it. And they did like let him infuse and he's a funny guy and they did let him infuse some personality into this template. And it's like, you know, at first glance, you might think that I'm assuming you struggle with insomnia. And if you do, I do highly recommend these as tools to help put you to sleep. However, here's actually what they are. Here's what's important about them. And you really don't need to do anything with them. Feel free to delete this email. I can always send these to you later. Um, and oh, by the way, um, because this is really boring and gosh, I really hate that. I've attached a really cute picture of my family and our new puppy, Dave or whatever. So like you can, this is, but where this is where you actually like sit down and do that work. This is the work where we think about it in our heads and we're like, oh, that'd be so cool if we could do this or man, I really need to make time to actually do that and give it some personality. This systematize phase is where we actually do the work. Okay. So another example one that was like the bane of my existence for, oh gosh, you know, I talk about things sitting on your to-do list for months. For me, the recommendations template was years in the making. I mean, it sat there on like the big to-do and it was, it felt like such a big, ugly, hairy project. And when we first started doing fee-based financial planning back in the stone ages, when I started, we had to provide clients these advice summary letters. So this was like before the one page plan, this was the broker dealer deal. Um, and they were anywhere from like 12 to 20 something pages. I'm not kidding. And it went through like every tenant of financial planning. It was cash flow. There was a section on income tax. There was a section on life insurance, disability, long-term care, investment strategy, tax sensitivity, long-term care. I mean, like literally all the things. So 
I was like, you know, I, I feel like this is what's taking me so long. Every time a client pays me to do a financial plan, I feel like I should charge them $30,000 because it's, I sit here and it takes me forever to type up these things. And I finally was like, I need to make this template. And I remember carving out a whole two days, like a whole CEO session and making the dang thing. And really, honestly, I had my director of operations at the time. I actually had her go into all of our recommendations that we had already written, copy and paste language that I had already written into the appropriate like sections. And then I went through and kind of cleaned it up. And what I, I'm just telling you exactly what it is. Cause you know how I feel about sharing. So I'm just sharing, this is what I did and it worked amazing. So each category had maybe let's, okay, let's, let's take like education planning. And so maybe we had a paragraph in there, like you're on track for your education. And here's the current value of Sally's account. And here's the current value of Jim's account. And at a 7% projection, we expect this to be worth blah, blah, blah. When they go off to school in eight years. So we had those paragraphs and we also had like the, you're dramatically underfunded and here's what it would take to get on track if you started with a flat amount. Here's what it would take to get on track if you started with this amount and, you know, increased it by this percent per year and you don't have any college funds at all. Here's what it's, here's what starting a college fund looks like and here's what we suggest. So having like all of these different paragraphs. So then eventually we got to the point where my director of operations, when we would be doing a plan for somebody, she would go in pluck all the paragraphs that applied because as you know in the onboarding um, episode that she sat in on all of those meetings so she would get that she would go through that document pull all of the right language in for that client plug in the numbers right so instead of Sally and Bill she put in their actual kids names and she put in their actual dollar rounds so this was for me the biggest time saver in the history of time savers where I was literally spending hours of my life writing ADVs or I'm sorry, writing advice summary letters. These ASLs took, I mean, they are, ugh, gosh, they were awful to eventually being able to write a 20 page ASL in like 25 minutes of my personal time going through it, kind of adding a little zhuzh, making sure things were correct. I mean, we're talking hundreds of hours of my life saved through a recommendations template Now, you know, we've obviously, we've talked about updating that and doing shorter and like depends again on your broker dealer, which is why in the group coaching, we have a broker dealer group and we have an RIA group because let's be honest, different rules apply. It is what it is. So, you know, we have to work around what our requirements are, but regardless of how you do it, having what is the absolute fastest way that you can do it? How can we take the time to build something out that will save you literally hundreds and hundreds of hours. So systematize this phase is identifying all of the needs as you build out these processes. Um, and again, you know, this is a six weeks podcast series and, and we're, and this is not six weeks worth of work in your business. This is like a year, two years, three years, depending at the pace at which you work. Right. Even in the group coaching program, we can't do every single piece of this in 10 months. I wish we could, um, but it's just, it, some of these are just a little too big and hairy to get through every minute detail. However, the beautiful thing is it comes with all kinds of samples, examples, templates. Like I just, you know how I feel. There's nothing worse than staring at a blank piece of paper saying I need to create this and I don't even know where to start. So anywho, moving on, it's all about the templates. So building out, as you build out each of these processes, identifying Hey, here's what we, here's what's happening currently. Here's what we'd like to happen. 
And here's like our dream client experience happenings. And then between what's happening now and what we'd like to happen, what are the pieces, parts, templates, what needs to be done? And then how do we start creating those? And a lot of it can be done by your team. You are not as genius and beautiful and smart and wonderful and charming as you are. You are not the only person that can write a good email. Okay. So having your team identifying, explaining to them, like going through this as a team is super cool. I've actually gotten a few emails from people saying, this is amazing. I, we printed off the PDF and my team and I were going through it. We're going to sit down and we're going to do all of these exercises and we're super jacked up. So doing that with your team and getting their buy-in allows you to turn over some of the control to them as well. And like, let's say Mary, your admin, you can have her go through and go, hey, what are the last like 10 emails that I sent to prospects and have her kind of mush them into one. And then it's mostly done for you to go in and just perfect. But it's identifying all of these templates that need to be created and then putting them in place, like putting a plan in place, time in your calendar, in your model week, a CEO day, whatever that looks like. If you're in the group coaching program, you're going to be blocking time to do the work. We're going to be working together. We're going to be doing all kinds of stuff, but you need to be blocking out time to actually work on things that will save you time. I know it feels counterintuitive and it's a real pain in the butt and nobody loves it. Okay. So we all know that it sucks, but it is a necessary evil that will make things just absolutely dreamy. The last piece of systematize is understanding your tech stack and what is actually available to you. So taking the time to really go into Redtail or Salesforce or whatever CRM that you're using and say, okay, what can I automate here? What workflows are available to us that we can push one button and all of these things happen automatically. These tasks get created, these emails get sent this happens, that happens. What can we actually automate here? And uh, this is one of the biggest things. Who was I just talking about this? Adam Holt on the Rethink podcast. Um, He did, I can't remember if it was a post or he and I were talking or I heard him talk. I don't remember what it was, but he commented on how advisors spent all of this money on our tech stack. And And I can't tell you how many times when I'm working, especially with RIAs, They are switching tech stacks like crazy. And it's a big adjustment every time you have to learn something new, kind of looking for like, well, what's the perfect CRM? What's the perfect planning tool? What's going to like, you know, meet all of our needs. And what I'm finding and what Adam mentioned in this discussion, wherever the heck that occurred, um, was that most people aren't even scratching the surface of what they have available to them. And I see that ringing so, so true. Even in my own business, we used Salesforce. Our broker dealer was a Salesforce business. So we, you know, I can remember like they had this huge library of here's all these little videos that you can watch and you can really learn how to maximize Salesforce. And, you know, did I, you know, I had education time built into my model week because I think that was something that was really impactful for me. But did I sit down and go through all of those Salesforce videos? Like, no, I didn't. I did like the, oh crap, here's, we need to do this. How do we make that happen? Hey, Lori, director of operations, can you watch that video on that thing and do it kind of just in time? And the advisors who take that time. So when we rolled out Money Guide Pro, again, 5 million years ago, I actually remember being like, okay, I'm not going to do what I usually do. 
I'm going to create a plan. I'm going to learn about these modules. I'm going to learn how to, you know, massage this software. I'm really going to learn. I'm going to watch other people, watch the videos on how people do it. And it was such a different experience. Our office crushed at Money Guide Pro because we took the time to actually learn the tool that was available to us. So all that to say that these CRMs have some really cool crap built into them, like really cool automations, really cool delegations, and nobody knows how to use them. Or we kind of jerry-rigged a version of it, and they've made 37,000 updates to the software since we built our jerry-rigged version. And this is the time to go in, learn how to maximize the tech stack that you have, and to build out those automations and those delegations that will save you and your team oodles and oodles of time. Okay, so I'm going to wrap up here with Systematize. It's, it's funny because it's the most impactful level. I shouldn't say that, but they're all pretty important. Like that's why they're all here. But this one in particular, it's so important to actually do. And it's really just building time management systems building out those workflows, those automations, those delegations, and taking the time to create those playbooks, SOPs, et cetera. And, and this is like, I'm, and I know I'm, I'm coming up on my half hour and I'm still yapping, but you can do this in so many different ways. It doesn't have to look like you sitting down with a piece of paper and writing out like step-by-step standard operating procedures. Get on Zoom, do a screen share, and just hit record and talk your way through a task the next time you're doing it. It might take you an extra minute or two, but now you have a visual that you can show somebody or create a library of how-to videos. Or let's say you're trying to train a um, paraplanner. This is where you can like, as you're doing something in the software, so let's say you're using like Holistaplan and you're putting in tax stuff, you can kind of explain, like, here's my thought process. Here's why I run this scenario. Here's why I change this. Here's how I change that. And then you can have somebody else go in, watch it, learn it, and they could actually create the standard operating procedure or they could type up the step-by-step instructions from it. So I want you to be, you know, kind of thoughtful, like, hey, there's other ways to do this besides just sitting down, you know, at a computer with a Word doc and like typing things. You know what I mean? So Okay. Anyway, so systematize, systematize, template, 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 checklist, 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 all the things. So I hope this was, again, a helpful episode for you guys, but literally think about every single, what are all of those little minute details of every process that you've built out so far that are the on the list of the, oh, I just need to get that template done. I just need to create that thing. I just need to write that Dear John letter. I just really need to do blah, 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 blah. And once it's done, it's done. Those are the things. This is where we want to start memorializing parts of your process so that they can be done for now. And again, remember, let's you don't have to make it fancy right away. It doesn't have to be perfect. Done is better than perfect. <laughs> done is better than perfect in your head. So you can always just get started, do it messy. We can always come back and make it fancy later. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, I will drop the PDF in the show notes. And if you guys go out to the website, there's all the details of the systems to scale framework. You can find all of the episodes that I've mentioned in 
uh, the podcast series because each, t- you know, pretty much every kind of template we talked about has an episode that goes along with it. So you guys can go back as a team and start working your way through it. Or like I said, we have a few spots left. You can join us in the Systems to Scale Framework Mastermind and Group Coaching Program that starts on August 24th. Thank you guys so much. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your week.